This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You would be right, Matt. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing good. Welcome to the Guna Talk. Those that are listening on audio, the comment that is on the screen is that I bet, or rather I say, he is wearing his cap, predicts Matt. And I am this morning. It's uh, it's it's Saturday. It's a lazy morning day is what it is. So yes, it's a hat and hoodie kind of day this morning. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing good uh, today. And... Uh, Fingers crossed uh, that Arsenal can pull a win out of the bag. It's been a while since we've won. Um, it's been a silly long time since we've won. I kind of miss the feeling of winning. I want to see it back at the club and Arsenal have a chance today against Southampton to do that. But there's lots of internal chaos going on that we're going to be discussing in this morning's show. Uh, good morning to everybody in the chat box. Morning to Matt, morning to Kaiser, to Paul, to Stevie. Uh, good morning to Ade. Uh, good morning, Thomas. Match day. Come on, you gooners. Go do the business and get us those three points. Eugene says, Good morning from Nairobi in Kenya. I have a good feeling about today's game. Welcome to the show, all the way from Kenya. Good morning to Johan, to Cam, uh, to Ife, to Cena. Good morning to Canoe. Good morning to Chris. Good morning to Javier Raheel. We've got Chris uh, Davidson as well. If the cap fits, wear it. Oh, Chris. <laughs> Cole, uh, we've got other Chris. We've got uh, we've got Dimitri. We've got Nikolai, Daniel, uh, and to walk us also this morning. And Tempe. good morning to all of you guys in the chat box. Hope you're doing well. Let's kick off. I always tell you to go and subscribe to the Arsenal way. Uh, we'll be doing, and I will be doing, uh, a match reaction show over on there after the game. Uh, fingers crossed that we've got some good stuff to talk about. But the work starts again. I say work. I've got work today. And then I'm off Sunday, off Monday, off Tuesday, back Wednesday, back Thursday, off Friday, off Saturday. <laughs> it's a good time to be alive. Um, <laughs> all that annual leave to claim before the end of the year. It's beautiful. But we're going to be getting back on it today over at London and the Arsenal way. So make sure you are 
subscribed and following us over there. Let's crack on, though, with the news, and we start with Ainsley Maitland-Niles, who you will be unsurprised to learn is unsettled at the club, and reports suggest that he will be looking at a January exit from Arsenal this winter, has barely played any football, and to be honest, this time around, he can feel a little bit hard done by, because the last time that he played from the start of a game was against Watford, alongside Lukonga, and they were both excellent, so... Why he's not played since then is a very good question. And I'm not 100% sure why he hasn't played since then, but he hasn't. Um, And to be honest, I am a little bit uh, concerned that Arteta's loyalty towards certain central midfielders has certainly... um, It's it's affected his decisions. Um, And I think that the best decisions have been avoided in favour of loyalty towards Xhaka, towards Partey. Um, and if you think that Lukonga is our best central midfielder this season, he's not played in the last two games, despite being fit and on the bench, it's silly. And Ainsley Maitland-Niles deserved to start a few games too, based on that performance. Interestingly, and I never... When Nuno Tavares signed for Arsenal in the summer, if you would have told me that by January, Manchester City would be interested in Nuno Tavares, I would have called you mad. But that is the story that is coming out of the English media at the moment is that Nuno Tavares is indeed interesting Manchester City, according to ESPN. Uh, They're apparently looking at obviously bolstering that left-back position. Uh, They've obviously looked at previously Nuno Mendes, who signed for PSG in the summer. They've still got Zinchenko. They've still uh, got their... I mean, to be honest, their their left-back position is filled by Cancelo, who is obviously a right-back. The Mendy situation means that he's not going to be playing for them anytime soon, and quite rightly. Uh, and then you've also got, uh, as I said, Zinchenko. So they're looking at a left-back situation, and therefore uh, they are looking at, at you know, Tavares, which is crazy. It is crazy when you consider that there was so much confusion and angst and apprehension around his signing at such a... Uh, a small figure, really unknown, and he's impressed massively, and it's unsurprising to see him linked, to be honest, in the end. Hopefully, Arsenal keep hold of him. They got him on a long-term contract and should ask for a big, big fee if they do sell him. But selling him? I mean, we got Kieran Tierney. If you said that you're going to give us 30 to £40 million pounds for Nuno Tavares, it would be difficult to say no. It really, really would. Arteta has been speaking about the future of Eddie Nketiah. In fact, we talked a lot about this yesterday on our youth uh, watch. And, of course, coming out of Hale End, it was only right we did discuss Nketiah because it affected Balogun's future. So do go back and watch uh, our youth update. I did that with Kev from Next Generation Arsenal at Scouting Indoors on Twitter. That You probably, most of you will follow. Uh, it was a really good chat about the last month, and we talked a lot about Eddie Nketiah, but just briefly, Arteta has said that we're having some discussions with him and his agent. I would like him to stay at the club. He's our player and someone that we rate. He has the Arsenal DNA in his blood. His reason of rejecting is that he wants to play more football. Look, if you wanted Eddie Nketiah and you like Eddie Nketiah, he would have played more minutes. He would have been signed up to a contract ages ago. But the fact of the matter is, is that this is this feels like a panic. This feels like an absolute panic situation from, our, from Arteta. That Aubameyang's out of form. Lacazette's going to be here and probably gone soon. Balogun is a young player coming through. They're struggling, it seems, to sort out a striker situation with the whole Vlaovic rejection. They're, he's panicking. Like for me, it, it, he's panicking. And this contract offer is purely based on that side of things that he is 
absolutely panicking to keep Eddie and Ketia. I don't quite understand why. I don't personally see what he is seeing in the player. I think he can finish, but that's all he kind of is. He's, he's a finisher. Um, he's got decent technical ability on the ball and he came on and did well against Everton. But he's not the type of player that is going to start for Arsenal week in, week out in the future and score loads of goals. I just don't see it. Maybe I get proven wrong. And one day he really does go on to be a brilliant player and, you know, best of luck to him. But I just don't see that happening at Arsenal. And with six months left on his deal with Brighton, who are a club that I think could do a really good job of Eddie Nketiah, come in and give us, say, 10 million quid for a player of six, million left on his, uh, six months left on his, his contract, I'd take it all day long. It just... It seems a bit odd, this one. It really, really does. Anyway, Naldum, uh, Arteta also was asked about him and flat out refused to even consider coming up with an answer for Genie Vijnaldum. Uh, the PSG midfielder and former Liverpool player and, of course, Netherlands international has had a limited amount of minutes in most recent weeks and that has led to suggestions that he could seek a low move away from the club this January and Arsenal was said to be one of the teams interested in a possible loan move. I would take it for six months, but Arteta just flat out refused to speak about him when asked. Um, unsurprisingly, he always does that. Uh, people can ask about specific names, but he's always going to just reject the idea of speaking about them when it's not our player. So it's important. I feel like the, the angle of the questions, you know, looking to try and would you be interested in bringing in a central midfielder? Is that an area of the field that you're looking at? Trying to get something more because as soon as you mention a name, it's nope, not not talking about him. Not interested. Talk to me about something else. Quite like Pep Guardiola did with with Haaland ever so recently as well. But that's the latest on Vinaldo. Now, very interestingly, a new player that's been linked with the club is Jao Felix, the Portuguese international, um, and of course, Atletico Madrid centre forward slash second striker slash striker slash wide player. He's very versatile. He can play in lots of different positions, but he hasn't lived up to his 100 million plus price tag that Atleti paid Benfica to sign him. I always looked at this as very much as a player that was never, ever going to be able to justify that kind of price tag. He was very highly rated at Benfica, but it, it would have, I mean, the same as with Griezmann at Barcelona, never going to live up to that figure. Same with Coutinho, never going to live up to that figure. Same with Dembele, really never going to live up to a 100 million plus figure. Even Neymar has struggled to live up to his 150 million or whatever it was buyout clause at PSG. As soon as you start signing players for 100 million plus, it is very, very difficult to see any kind of return that is reflective of, of that. However, judging him aside from the price tag, he's still a very, very good player. He's a very, very decent, not decent, decent's too harsh. He's technically brilliant. He's really got the potential and he desperately needs a move, to be honest, because Atleti has not suited João Felix at all. Uh, and I feel like a move would really do him the world of goods. Would he suit Arsenal? I'm not so sure. Is he an out-and-out striker that we need? I don't think he is. If you told me that we were bringing in him alongside a Dusan Vlaovic, then great. I think that's a really good option for Arsenal because, you know, he can play off the striker and he's good in that mould. But 
You know, he's played all over the place. I'm just looking now this season. Right wing, second striker, centre forward, left wing, second striker, centre forward, second striker, muscle injury, ankle fracture. He's had injuries. I mean, I'm just going to have a quick check of his injury history. This might put me off him completely. Um, he suffered with 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 injuries despite being 22. He's missed a total of 3, 6, 8, 9, 11, 12, 15, 19, 25, 25 Atletico Madrid games since the start of the 1920 season. Not great. Um, a lot of them are kind of ankle injuries. There's muscle injuries, an ankle fracture, which kept him out for 71 days. He's got mm, glass ankles. Not, not the best. Maybe a move for 63 million pounds, which is what I believe uh, was the quoted figure would not necessarily be uh, the best move. £63 million, that's what he's rated at, I believe, on Transfermarkt anyway. I I think that it's probably one, if you're going to be spending that amount of money, that you can angle elsewhere. I like the guy. I just don't think it's... I just don't think Arsenal should be spending that amount of money on a player who has yet to convince and has glass ankles, it seems, as well. So there is that. Uh, our final story of the day revolves around Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Now, Charles Watson Goal reported that he will not take any, uh, he will not be involved in Arsenal's game at the weekend. Uh, however, uh, what is obviously a concern is that there were reports suggesting he could be ill. And now there's pictures emerging that he's been getting a tattoo. Now, when this picture was taken, we don't know. Obviously, it was uploaded in the last 24 hours. In fact, I think it was uploaded the last... I can't remember when it was actually uploaded, but it's, it's definitely been uploaded in the last 24 hours by this tattoo artist. Is this one that's been taken today? I'm not so sure. If it is, that is awful because it does clearly, clearly show that there's something going on behind the scenes and it's not good. Uh, if it was taken a fair few days ago and he is ill, then don't read too much into it. But there's just no way of knowing right now. And the problem is, is that on top of the fact that there's this controversy, he's not playing well and he wasn't starting in the last game and he doesn't look happy. And this kind of unrest, this kind of destabilization of the dressing room is the one thing that you could see moving Arteta away from the club. Because the only way that Unai Emery was getting sacked by Arsenal was losing the dressing room. He lost the dressing room. And look, it's a really difficult situation. If Aubameyang is really absent without leave, that's ridiculous on him. And for someone that signed a contract and said he wanted to become a club, club legend, it's not particularly well advised. If he is skipping training to get tattoos, is that really what he's trying to do to get back onto top form? I'm really not sure. And, I mean, Javier pointing out in the chat box, he's doing the same thing as when he wanted to leave uh, Borussia Dortmund. And we know that he really kind of forced out that move to get to Arsenal and behaved in a certain way that we know he's capable of. So it is a concern. But as soon as Arteta starts to lose the dressing room, that's when you could possibly see a situation whereby the club could have reason to move him on because it's the same situation that, forced their hand with Unai Emery. If that happens with Arteta, we could find a very similar situation happening here. Let's not speculate 
as Manu says. And uh, we need to wait until we know all the facts. But to be honest, when do we ever know all the facts? Uh, we, we don't. And if we're told that he's ill by the club, then that's what we have to trust that that is the case. We don't know when this picture was taken. It could have been taken early last week. It could have been taken yesterday. We don't know. If it was taken yesterday, really bad. If it wasn't and it was taken earlier in the week, he's ill. It's understandable, but we don't know. And so we'll wait until we see. Anyway, let's move on to the chat box and your questions. So if you do indeed have a question you'd like to throw into the chat box, do it now because we're going through them. Okay, let's jump into the chat box and see what questions you guys have got. Let's scroll up. Let's see if I've missed anything. Um, before we go to the bottom of the chat and any of those copy and pasted questions that you've had ready and waiting to throw into the chat. Uh, Tev says, uh, Tom, Nketiah is way better on the wing. And I'll tell you, as Defo spotted that, look at the preseason and last game. I mean, yeah, he did quite well in a wider position, playing off of the striker. Ironically, something that following Balogun's actually doing quite well as well for the youth side. Asmarom says, Tom, should Arsenal target players from South America who have more bite to their game? I like Julian Alvarez at River Plate, a player who is similar to Luis Suarez and Lataro Martinez. Arsenal have got scouts in South America. Um, we've had history of obviously signing players from that region. Martinelli, of course, um, coming in more recently. But that was more Francis Kajigal, who's no longer at the club, that was heavily involved in his signature. So there is that. And I imagine that if there is a good enough player in that league that we're interested, there is a Martin, uh, Mateus Martinelli, who's not Gabriel Martinelli, Mateus Martinelli, who plays for Fluminense, I believe. Uh, we were linked with him. We've been linked with Yuri Alberto as well, another Brazilian league striker currently playing for Internacional. We clearly have got interests in South American market. Not so much the Argentinian league, though, has to be said. Not to seen too many links with players there. Pablo Marie, we, of course, brought in again from the Brazilian leagues. Have to see if we see anything moving in that direction any further. Um, Paul says, would you agree that Arteta's loyalty to players he loves and inability to adapt to his tactics to his players' strengths, instead trying to get players to adapt to his tactics will get him sacked? I don't think so. I think the only way that he's going to get sacked is if he loses the dressing room, Paul. Um, it seems that this season anyway, it doesn't matter how the results are going. It doesn't matter kind of what we can see on the pitch. He's going to stay. I'd be shocked if he sacked before the end of the season. I would genuinely be shocked if he does because it would just go against all my feeling about the club and the way they act. So I feel like they're slow. I feel like they, they don't make decisive moves with a managerial position. I'd be shocked if he if he is gone before the end of this year and they evaluate at the end of the season. They don't want to sack him between the middle of the season, that's for sure. I don't think he'll get sacked because of that. I think he would get sacked because he loses the players, which is kind of an untenable position. Ade says, who would you prefer to start up front for us today? Balogun, mate. I would start Balogun up front without a... There's no question in my mind. I actually have a feeling that Eddie Nketiah is going to start today. I have a feeling that Eddie Nketiah is starting this game. And if he does, best of luck to him. I hope he scores because it means that Arsenal score. But I just have that strange feeling that Eddie Nketiah may start today. Um, who will be captain? Could be Tierney, if it is that. Um, it could be Gabriel, it could be Ramsdale. It'll be interesting, wouldn't it? See who could be captain. Uh, Rancid says, if Bamiang or someone else wants to leave, sell him. I don't care about names anymore. I just want a successful Arsenal. Well said. Chris says, apparently Barcelona is willing to sell 
Frankie, Frankie de Jong and Sergino Dest. Do you think we should go for any of them? I think we should go for both of them. <laughs> to be honest, I would take both without a shadow of a doubt. Cam says, let's hope someone recovers his shooting boots from two seasons ago by the time Aubameyang recovers from his illness. <laughs> Javier says, I don't have a question, but that is one nice looking cap. Thank you very much. Shogun Audio, shout out to Friction. Uh, Byron says, Tom, are we ever going to see Arteta be brave and play a 3-4-3 or will he play uh, the Xhaka to Tierney 4-2-3-1. I still think we'll stick with the 4-2-3-1. It doesn't seem like too many things are going to be changing besides a couple of tweaks to the lineup. Um, Stevie, why the reluctance to play Balogun? Because I just feel like, I feel like Arteta feels he's got loads of players ahead of him and accelerating him through that pecking order would destabilise kind of the, the loyalty he has to those other players, which is not the way you do it. You, you play your best player. And, uh, and that's the situation we find ourselves in, is that he's not doing that. And that's a problem. Um, Billy Boy says, no harm in throwing Balogun in when our senior strikers aren't delivering. Be prepared to see lots of Eddie as Arteta's way to convince him to sign concerns me. Matt says, Tom, do you uh, you have to sell one of Gabriel this January? Do you sell Magalhaes or Martinelli? Oh, what a question. I feel like actually Gabriel Magalhaes could prove to be a long-term, consistent, strong performer for us. And Martinelli, there's still a lot more questions about him. So probably Martinelli, to be fair. I also think we haven't got as much depth in the centre-back position for quality as we do in the wide areas. So probably Martinelli, Matt. It's a good question, though, because it's two good players. Manu says, how did we actually manage to extend Flo's contract? It makes no sense, but I'm happy. I, I, yeah. How they convinced him? They must have lied. They must have lied because they must have said, you're going to get time in the team this season. He gets that first game all hunky-dory and then he's out of the team. Or out the starting lineup at least. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, we don't know. I can only assume there must have been something. <laughs> Obviously, we don't know if they lied. But <laughs> we, it just you just get that feeling, don't you, that they said something that's not necessarily happening now because it seems weird that he's back in the youth side after... He could have been playing for RB Leipzig this season from all accounts. So it's a strange one. Hamish says, DCL, the best possible signing that we can expect or do you have any other better options in mind? Look, for the striker position, we could sign one of a plenty. Isaac, Vlaovic, DCL, um, Jonathan Davids. There are options out there. Yusuf Nezri. But I don't know if he's the best option. We'll have to wait and see. Um, Let's go to Cheerful Cedric. He says, stop scapegoating Eddie. He looks really good at left wing. Gabby at striker. I, don't, I think you need to understand what scapegoating means. Um, but uh, scapegoating is not what we're doing with Eddie. Eddie is purely about the concerns we have about his, his ability and his technical skill on the ball and his consistency and his ability to perform. They're concerns. Scapegoating is when you blame one player for the overall failings of a collective which is not what's going on with Eddie. We're looking at him as an individual. Henry says, do you think our strikers' lack of goals is due to a system uh, problem or a lack of confidence as suggested by Arteta in the press conference? It's a system, mate. It's abs- I mean, sure, confidence plays a part, but the thing is, is that we're not creating enough chances. And so therefore, when a chance falls to one of our players, they haven't got the confidence because they haven't had so many chances to score. It's kind of a feedback loop, isn't it? It's part and parcel of both, but I still lean towards the system being the root cause of, of these issues without a shadow of a doubt. Um, Carl says, considering we would be short in midfield come the African Cup of Nations, do you think we should slash can? No. Categorically, if you are watching this show, understand Genduzi cannot return and he will be a Marseille player at the end of the season. 
surprised we're aware. Someone said to me the other day that I think it was Ben from the Marseille View that the clause that stops it from becoming a option. The only way that it doesn't turn into an obligation to buy is if Marseille get relegated. That's how unlikely it is that uh, Genduzi returns. So anyone that has any open mind about Genduzi returning, you close it because he ain't coming back. He's gone. He's effectively sold at this point. Nine million quid is the supposed figure. He's gone. Torreira, it's an option. I don't really know about that side of things or whether we could recall him. Would I? I don't think so because I don't think he would play. And he's doing quite well at Fiorentina and probably raising his value. So let's uh, let's see what happens. Um, Cedric, again, I don't know what you're talking about with Ben White's build-up play being slow. I, I, have you watched Holding? <laughs> I don't understand your points of view today, mate. I really don't get them. John says, Tom, you have to eject one into the sun. Do you eject Mike Dean, Harry Maguire or Stan Kroenke? John, I ain't killing anyone, mate. That's that's so dark. <laughs> Eject someone into the sun. Jesus, John. <laughs> I mean, if you fill your days with these kind of concoctions of things, fair play to you. Fair play to you, mate. But I ain't answering, who would I kill? One of these three. Sorry. Uh, Rancid Pumpkin says, Lacon Grenades, they met the Nazi midfield. Either of them two. I, I am tempted to throw Xhaka in for his... Uh, um, for his experience uh, and that's pretty much it and the way he unlocks the left-hand sides but without that you know it's uh it's there it's, it's he's, he's gone uh without that uh i don't see i don't see it happening i don't see lacongra and maitland being in the midfield i predict Partey or Xhaka or both will still start this game i'd be shocked if it, neither of them start this game i'd be absolutely shocked if neither play so we'll have to wait and see uh, Effie says, do you think we have a chance? Uh, I mean, you have a chance. But it depends if you want to pay the figure that Atletico Madrid are going to want. I wouldn't, though. I don't think I would sign him. Um, <laughs> you did put me in a bad spot, John. You're asking a ridiculous question. Um, Avio says, sounds like a Bond movie, yeah, ejecting people into the sun. Uh, Amandeep says, Erdogan or Emil Smith-Rowe, who is the better number 10? It's a good question. I mean... Smith Rowers looked better playing on the left than he has been at 10. I don't think there's too much debate about that. He scores more goals. He gets into the box more. He's more direct. He's better on the ball. He's, he's on the ball more when playing in the left wing position. Um, I'm happy with that balance. I'm liking Erdogan right now. He's scoring goals. He's getting people questioning whether or not Erdogan could score. He's scoring now. And yet people are still bashing him. I know he made a big mistake against Man United. I'm not going to try and cover that up. But he's still doing quite well. He was our best player at Everton alongside Tommy Asu. And I would play them together still. I would start Martinelli if he's fit, if he's fit and Saka, of course. I feel like it's Smith-Rowe's fitness depends on my front four. If Smith-Rowe is fit, it's Smith-Rowe, Erdogan, Saka, Martinelli. If he's not fit, it's Martinelli, Erdogan, Saka, Balogun. That's kind of where it is. Um, Manu says, Tom, on a lighter note, give us your dream match day. Build up an ending. You don't have to consider your content for the question. Um, dream match day. Dream match day is have everyone that we've podcasted with, that we podcast with, be at the game. That's the first thing because, as always, this doing the channel, doing this job has enabled me, enabled me to meet some amazing people. I'm not going to name them because I'll end up forgetting someone and I'm not going to do that. But everyone that we podcast with, 
and who is obviously, you know, of a community there. You know, seeing people that come and watch the channel, being at the ground, being at the pub, that was great when we did that the other week at the Tollington and we saw people at the pub. Again, I'm not going to name names because I'll forget someone and I'll feel bad. Um, but that that's kind of the main priority is is the people you go with. That's the dream match there alongside an Arsenal win, of course. Uh, Arsenal Spurs, probably. Um, or Arsenal, Chelsea. To be fair, when we beat Chelsea, it's so much more satisfying than when we beat Spurs because Spurs are always bad. But Chelsea are good and we're not really expected to beat Chelsea. So an Arsenal win over Chelsea would be brilliant. Um, that would be a really great one to have. And um, got to get a Roosters with my boy Ola. Me and Ola have to, have to go to Roosters to get a chicken wrap or a lamb wrap because they're unreal. If you don't, if you've never been to Roosters, it's right next to the 12 pins. It's literally next door to the 12 pins. Um, so that's that's my biggest recommendation. Go. It's amazing. Best chicken or lamb wrap you will ever have. Unreal levels. Better than Nando's. It's like a, it comes across as a bit of kind of a B-Tech Nando's, but it's not. It's an A-Tech Nando's. This <laughs> is what it is. And yeah, just have a great time. There you go. Um, Ife says, Tom, I won't be shocked to see Eddie starting. Me neither, mate. Me neither at all. Carl says, Tom, are you going to the match? No, I'm working today, mate. I'm working. My shift is from one till nine. So there'll be a reaction show around nine o'clock tonight uh, from the game. Uh, I am hoping to go to the Nottingham Forest game. Obviously, I went to uni for three years in Nottingham. I lived there for three years. So any chance to go back to Nottingham, I take. So I'm hoping to go back to Notts uh, for the FA Cup third round. I was buzzing with that good draw now. To be fair, when it was down to my, when it was down to uh, Arsenal and Charlton, there was a little bit of hope that finally Arsenal would play Charlton and then I would be going to the Valley and then you could rub it in, you know, just absolutely. <laughs> my missus is a Charlton fan, so that would have been hilarious. Hey, miss says, people don't talk about Tommy Asu much. The lad flew in, trained here for less than a week and has an integral part ever since. I, I can't disagree with you, Hamish. He's been fantastic. Michael says, Tom, we don't beat any big teams anymore. All we do is bring up training kids after embarrassing performances. I mean, that they are absolutely uh, bang on with their, their PR and their training kits. You can't say that they're not. Difference is I don't buy it. I don't think I'd ever moan about it and go and buy it. That would be really embarrassing. Byron says, Tom, what are you predicting for the scoreline today? I think I said 2-0. Um, or one nil. Did I say one nil? I think I said one nil on the prediction show. I'm gonna go one. I think it's gonna be a really scrappy game, really scrappy, bitty, horrid expectations there because Southampton have got Willy Caballero, 40 year old Willy Caballero, and go who's gonna have an absolute blinder. Yeah, look, it's uh, <laughs> it's gonna be a horrible game. <laughs> it's gonna be a horrible game. So three o'clock today, make sure you check it out. Uh, if you can, of course, watch it. Uh, I'm going to be covering it for football.london, so make sure you're watching all of our content. There will be a reaction on the Arsenal way straight after the game, only a few minutes after, so make sure you tune in straight after the game. Uh, we will be live and taking questions and thoughts from the chat box throughout the show, and then I'll be back on this channel in the evening around 9 p.m. UK time to do our own reaction to it and get more of your thoughts and feelings. But link to the Arsenal way is in the description. Do go subscribe to it. I will see you then. Fingers crossed we can get the win done today, lads and lasses. We all obviously want Arsenal to win because if you don't, you're not an Arsenal fan. You know the rules. You know the rules by now. Have a good day, people. And as always, up the Arsenal.
It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates are around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.